Bless you. You have your own podcast that you always uh, were always begging you for invites on. What? It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it hasn't oh. existed in like three months. Oh, it was a podcast. Thanks for listening. You talked about The Simpsons, is that right? All sorts of stuff. It was uh, off topic. I like that. Cool. That's uh, Jade joining us on this week's PJ party. It's a PJJ party. <laughs> Um, Jen, great mm. week this week. Great oh, wow. week. Great Weeks are weeks. flying by when the sun's out. Mm-hmm. My gun's out. Yes, put your guns away. I cannot. Jenny, I will not. I will not Jenny put West them away. Show. Let me. Let me show you them. <laughs> Where's the beach? Oh, it's it's right here, baby. Yeah. Which way to the weight room? <laughs> Most of what we talk about this week on the podcast is uh, a very dumb thing about uh, tiny little chickens that cost us way too much money. That's most of it today, this week. It's really sad because I feel like we spent so much money. Mm. You'll find out how. Yes. When we could have just gone downtown with a net. (laughs) You know? That would have been maybe our next viral video is you with a big like. You know, like SpongeBob trying to catch jellyfish, but you're trying to catch dirty garbage birds. <laughs> Pigeons? <laughs> yes. There's like a headline. Yeah, just two radio DJs with a net arrested on yeah. Douglas Street. Net confiscated. <laughs> trying uh, to catch <laughs> pigeons for squab meat? Uh, gross. You know what we gotta eat next? Seagull. Oh, God. <laughs> They're the real garbage birds. Or they're probably tasty from eating all so many McDonald's french fries. <laughs> all they eat right mostly <laughs> salty mm-hmm. um and uh thanks for listening tell your friends jade tell, did you tell your friends about this podcast i do <gasps> i don't know thank you jade okay. i do i see those facebook posts okay everybody what podcast should i get into i don't see you pump pump our podcast. i don't see those posts very often though make what? the post and then comment all your favorites oh, okay sorry <laughs> i'll make it sorry i'll go out of my way to help thanks, jade. push the pj party podcast pushing the page oh, don't say bye Paul Plastino, yeah. you strike me as the kind of guy who has stuffed animals in your house. Okay. Do I? I think you have, I think you have some stuffed animals in your house. I have, uh, yeah, I have um, the stuffed animal that I was like the first gift I was ever given that I like, was in love with as a small child and carried it everywhere. Like this stuffed, like a cat, mm-hmm. right? I have that still. And I have a couple of... Uh, I bought a Quachi doll over at the Olympics in 2010. Oh, yeah. Quachi was the Sasquatch mascot. So, yeah, I got a couple of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. They're just, I don't play with them or anything, but they're there. Okay. Yeah, apparently there's a, a study. I, like, I knew that you did, mm. you know, just by knowing you, but not knowing that you actually had stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. I could just tell. Because mm. um, <laughs> you seem very sentimental. I am, yes. Thank yeah. You. Um, there was a study that found that 84% of men still have at least one stuffed animal in their wow. house, in their possession. And about 40% of adults still interact with those stuffed animals. Yeah, wow. That's mm-hmm. not next level to me. Yeah, I just have these. That's it. I'm sentimental. These are stuffed animals I've had, well, the one since I was born. But the mm-hmm. other one, right, is the Olympics, whatever. But I'm not playing with them. I don't bring them out and hug them every night and kiss them. Okay. But you're saying 40% of adults actually do that interacts like maybe have them on their bed and fall asleep (laughs) with them or like have them for good luck and maybe like rub its belly or whatever it is Uh, but only 75 percent of women have stuffed animals but 85 percent of men 84 percent of men still 
Wow. Yeah. I, I have stuffed animals. I keep them in a trunk. I have one um, teddy bear that was given to me by uh, a firefighter when you're a kid and mm-hmm. you like you go through some sort of trauma. My dad had a seizure okay. at a blockbuster and they gave me a, a teddy bear and I was I forgot about everything. I was like, yay, teddy bear. Yeah, it's wow. great. My dad's okay. Yay. And you still have that bear. I still have that. Yeah. Yeah. For that yeah. meaning behind it. It's so interesting. Um, just today I was uh, brought to my attention. There's this uh, thing going on at UVic in May. It's like... Uh, men and redefining your masculinity and uh, you know what it is to be a guy and to be in this world and what's left or the me too movement mm-hmm. and what's our place and all this stuff right that's going to go on at, in this thing at uvic and i was thinking about going and maybe this is it too that's like this is a good thing to be as a dude mm-hmm. you know why do we have to pretend like we don't have a stuffed animal now so you're saying 85 percent of men do that it's because of we are all sentimental people. Yeah. Right? The sentiment behind it. It's uh, not because you're playing with the stuffed animal. It's usually there's a reason that, like, brings up your childhood or, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know about the Quachi. I think he just likes Sasquatch, and I think oh, he, you think he's cool. Yeah. Um, but, for yeah, for other parts, it's, yeah, it just brings up this sort of memory. <laughs> which I really like. It's something we can all just get behind and realize it's cool. It's okay. Yeah, now zoners are, are sharing all their stories about the stuffed animals that they have and uh, the meaning behind it. So it'd be kind of cool to look into that. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Listen to this uh, beautiful story that we tried to call this guy back and it was a bad connection and all that. So, But this is a great story. Um, he says, uh, my mom and I had a conversation when I was about 35 and the topic came up that I had never had my own stuffed bear as a child. So she bought me one for Christmas and now it lives on my bookshelf. Oh, I love that. Isn't that such a sweet story? That's so nice. Your first teddy bear at the age of 35? Yeah. That's so fun. There's another story from Logan saying that uh, they got a stuffy when they were in the hospital for a couple months due to a burn when they were seven. They're 27 now and they still have the little fire fighting Dalmatian stuffy from that. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of nice, right? Mm-hmm. I know when you get older, you get like one or two. It is. It does feel like a connection to childhood. I know that like when my nephew was born uh, shortly after I went to New York and I that was my mission when I was there. I didn't really care about a souvenir for myself or anything, but I wanted to get him a really nice teddy bear. And it's one of those things where like, you have it if you get it when you're real young or whatever. You have it as a connection to your childhood, to your loved ones. You know what I mean? It's just like that one thing mm-hmm. that you keep throughout your whole life sometimes. Yeah. So I got him a bear at, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there was a really famous toy store in New York. It's closed now, unfortunately. It had been there for like 100 years, but I was really, really proud. I got him a bear, oh, like a teddy bear at that. So nice. Yeah, he'll hold on to that forever. Yeah, I love that stuff. All right, we got to put this to bed here, Jen. But all afternoon, Pertner, we've been talking about how you came up with these numbers. You found these numbers that 84% of grown-ass adult men still have at least one stuffed animal in the house. Yeah, from their childhood for sentimental reasons. And we got a really nice uh, message actually from a a zoner named Selena who wanted to tell us a story about a stuffed animal in their house. Hi, is that Selena? Yes, it is. Okay, so Selena, tell us back this story that you texted us in, please. Okay, so my husband is going overseas for a year, leaving in June. And this past Christmas, he was saying how much he was going to miss her, our dog Maxine. So we, I started doing some research, and I found a place that does custom dogs. You just send in a lot of pictures, and they make the cutest little dog. I know, and I gave it to him. He's he's just gone for a reconnaissance trip here, and I gave it to him just before he left, and he was very, very 
emotional about it. <laughs> oh, of no course. Kidding, yeah. That is so sweet. Yes. Wow. So and uh, that must have... be so hard for you guys, but having that sort of connection must make it a little easier on him. It does. Being overseas, you know, it's, it's easier when you're humans because you can talk to each other or FaceTime or Skype. Mm. With animals, you know, they don't get the screen bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maxine might do that, like, head tilt thing, maybe, if she hears his <laughs> voice, but that's going to be pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, it's really beautiful. And it like it speaks to what we've been saying kind of all day is that guys are just big sentimental softies at heart and they love their pets and their people and all that. Absolutely. And, um, and that's a good thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. And I can't believe if it's okay with you, I'm going to put these pictures you sent us on the zone Facebook because like it's the, the company that does this did an incredible job. Like even right down to the eyes and the facial features and everything, it, like, it looks like your dog, Maxine. Absolutely. And she actually had a knee surgery a couple years ago. They put the scar in from the surgery. Whoa! <laughs> the details. It's amazing. That's the so good. The details are incredible. Wow, I love that. Happy to share the pictures. Yeah, nice. Well, Selena, thank you so much for telling us the story. It's awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling. Yeah, of course. Of course. Have a really good day. You too, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, the zone nine one three. Yo, Paul, it's Christoph Fonin. Hey, Christoph, what's up, man? Uh, I just got a quick bear one for you that was way too long to attack. Um, my mom bought this fur coat when she was a kid from a garage sale for like 50 cents or whatever and had it most of her life stored away in the closet and then uh, was going to get rid of it. And one of her friends said, hey, did you know you could have that made into a teddy bear? So she had this fur coat that was a bear made into this teddy bear. And so she's got this teddy bear from, yeah, like from a jacket. That was a real bear. That was a real bear that became a coat <laughs> that came back into a bear that is still around. So. Oh, I love that. I like that a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like full circle. <laughs> totally. So the bear's still alive. It's still out there being loved. Yeah, being snuggled by someone. Thanks, Thank Christoph. Appreciate it. Yeah, always a joy. Tell you what, I'm drinking a coffee right now. I'm drinking it's roll up the rim season. I'm drinking a roll up the rimmer, right? Yep. Okay. I had this idea last night or the other night when I lost for the millionth time in a row on this thing, right? We're all so hooked on the roll up the rim now that, you know, everyone's buying these roll up rimmers. Can we, the the thing when you see please play again, is there a worse feeling in the world? It's pretty sad. You've got this coffee. You win, you got this coffee. You're like, oh, you know, I specifically want to play this little game. Hopefully I'll win a coffee. Every, you know what? I get now to the point where if I just win a coffee, I'm upset. Mm. That's what most of us will ever win in our lifetime. But I get upset that I haven't won a car every time. I see the coffee. I'm like, this feels like a loss because I didn't win. You know, what are the other prizes here? $5,000, won a car, free coffee for a year. I mean, those are all decent prizes. Those are great prizes. You know, it used to be when I was like, oh, I won a coffee. Oh, good. That's what you win on this thing. Okay. So what do you want instead then? What's going to make you feel better, Paul? The please play again is like a, that's like an insult. My idea now is that on Roll Up the Rim, every cup, you should win a Timbit at least. Okay. Is that reasonable? I don't, I think that would kind of like, I don't know, make the line go slow. If everyone wins a Timbit, be like, oh, you're here with your other little thing. Okay, let me get that one single Timbit timbit for you. you Here, I won the Timbit. I won a Timbit now, please. And I'll have another coffee. Right? I think it's good. What does a coffee cost to them to make? A Timbit. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? This is like a fraction of a penny. I'm going to start trying when I lose. I'm going to cut out the losing, the please play again, and I'm going to start presenting that. 
and I'm going to say, can I please have a Timbit for this? No, you can't do that. Why not? Because you can't. You can't do that. They're not gonna. They're gonna be like, yes, you can do that if you pay the twenty five cents that it costs to get a Timbit. Yeah, but I'll be like, look at I. I bought a coffee here. I'm clearly a valued customer. Can, I, can you just give me a Timbit? I don't. I just want one Timbit. Don't even waste a bag on it. Just put it in my hand. Um. Okay. If you went up to any cashier uh-huh. and you were to say, "Give me ten dollars," right? They would do it because they think it's a robbery. Uh, they're just like just to keep it moving. Yeah, we'll report. They'll be like, the okay, later. yeah, it sounds fine. You could have a gun in your pocket. You know, here's oh, wow. ten bucks. Maybe that's what you're doing to the poor Tim Hortons. To demand a Timbit, even though I d- didn't get one on yeah, my cup. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. What if I said please? Please. I know please I didn't win. Give me that Timbit. Please, may I have a Give it to timbit. me. Please. <laughs> I'm really polite. Okay, I think they should change it for next year. I think every cup should win a Timbit. This guy says he's won zero coffees this year. He drinks 15 cups of coffee. He just hasn't won a coffee the one. Hmm. You're telling me that he shouldn't have now a pile of, you win a Timbit, won one Timbit, and then he can collect them all and he can bring them all at once and say, I have 15, please might have 15 Timbits. He could do that, get it one at a time. Right, mm-hmm. Timbits. What's the difference? One little Timbit for everybody? Apparently some Tim Hortons give Timbits away to dogs. Oh, really? Mm. So they can do that, but they can't give me a Timbit? And then someone else said, Paul, don't be that guy. Which guy? The guy who likes Timbits and would like them the for free? The guy who demands a Timbit because he didn't win <laughs> and is having an adult tantrum at a Tim Hortons. All right, what if I do this? Uh, I got a dog in the car. Can I have a Timbit for him? His name is Rufus. They say, no, you doofus. <laughs> Rufus and doofus over here in the morning. <laughs> Today on the Afternoon Zone, we know that Kid Rock is preparing for the momentous induction ceremony by picking out his finest tuxedo. In fact, it actually has the lyrics of Ball with the Ball stitched inside the lining. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Kid Rock, so mm. much so that in honor of him, I've decided to get a tattoo of my favorite lyrics, which also happened to be from Bao Tida Bao. Yeah. Just on my rib cage, I got Bao Tida Bao, Da Bang Da Bang, Diggy Diggy, Diggy said the boogie, Set up, jump, the boogie diggy diggy. Oh, the scripting is beautiful, Jen. Of it's course, really nice. in cursive, yes. yes. Yes, lovely. Feeling limber. Look at me. Look what are how you loose. doing? Look how loose you look, and you slippery look like I am. You look like a noodle. Today. I know. Do I look like a noodle? You look like a noodle today, the way you move. Noodly. Yeah, I feel noodly. Yeah. Okay. Um, if anyone's been listening to the show for the last week or so, one, sorry. <laughs> Two, um, I've been all stiff and my back has been hurting and everything. Finally, today, went had my first massage ever. And I just want to say that I'm a stupid idiot for not going earlier. We get like our massages, uh, you get like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, like five to ten a year that are covered. Yeah. You know, most of the percentage. And I, so I should have been going since I arrived here at the age of 22. And today was my first one ever in my life. I'm such a stupid idiot. I should have been going that massage was the most wonderful thing. I feel so nice right now. So my, like my back's not, didn't like fix, but I feel so good and so limber and just like, it's wonderful. That's great. Now we were having a discussion before about moaning at massages. That's you right. were afraid or you weren't sure if it was cool to moan. Yes. If the massage therapist <laughs> would be cool with that. If they were used to you just like grunting while it was happening. So yeah. do you let out any moans? I did not. Okay, that's probably for the best, I probably, would think. Probably, right? But I have to think, too, like, number one, last week when I was worried about moaning, is because my back was hurting so much. If you touched it, I would let out, like, a... 
Right? Like that kind of noise. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had been stretching and I even saw a chiropractor in that time. So I wasn't in the <laughs> phase okay. still of my back being that way. Massage therapist, very chill. And I think if I had a, you know, if she would probably would have known. She knows what she's doing back there. Yeah. She's poking around at a whole bag of snakes. Right? If I um, let out a moan, probably that wouldn't be the first time. Right. Probably seen it all before. Yeah. But I was able to stifle myself. It just felt great the whole time. It didn't feel like it never at any point was like that I feel like I had to let out a horrible noise. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you, Paul. So advice to everyone. If you can, if you can afford it, if you can swing it, if it's available, get the massage. Don't wait into your 30s like I am, like an idiot. If I would have started this when I was 20 or whatever it was, who knows what peak physical noodle condition I could have been in all my life. I could have been slipping and sliding all over this town. Who knows? It's probably for the best that you started now, then. <laughs> so I saw this story today here, Jen. I'm going to try and tell it back to you as best I can because it's incredible. Okay. It's this couple down in Oregon. Okay. And the girl is not too stoked on her dude because uh, he's like a, a competitive video game player. Okay. Um, and... She finds a few other things. Like, number one, he's playing video games like 15 hours a day. Okay. Okay, it's a lot. He's doing... When he's not playing video games, he's exercising his wrists and thumbs. Okay? So he's not really showing her a lot of, you know, love. Right. On top of this, she starts finding evidence that he's fooling around on her. Okay. So she gets a samurai sword. What? Where does she get that? I don't know. You can get them in different places. Okay. I've got a few swords around my house, you know. You do? Mm-hmm. Careful yes. with those. I have a sword collection, yes. So she gets a samurai sword, and in the middle of the night, starts, like, no. wailing on the dude with the sword. No. While he's sleeping, yes. What? Yeah. He is able to somehow overpower her with his body, gets into a bear hug, and this is what he says is that he's like, look it, I love you. <laughs> Tell someone that you love them even though they're hacking at you with the sword. I love you, but I'm going to bleed out here. We got to call the cops. And so she calms down and she does. She calls the cops on him. And uh, now she's in court facing all these charges. She like cut a few of his fingers off. Oh my gosh. Okay, when I say sword, this is not like a practice sword or something or dull edge. Like she was hacking at him with oh a sword. Oh my gosh. Why Why is everything so casual too with him? How is his reaction so casual? Just be like, hey, I'm going to bleed out. Like, can you call the cops? He was able to talk. Yeah, I know. How does. He says it's like the most wonderful moment of his life that he was what? able to. Si- well, that he was able to overpower and save himself. From someone who was hacking at him with a sword, a samurai sword. I guess that's a proud moment. Yeah. I guess so, eh? So just maybe a warning to everybody. If your significant other gets the long packages delivered to the house, if like something from Amazon shows up and it's just long and then no real explanation, maybe just take it easy. Have a nice chat. Yeah. Communication is key. That's right. Communication before it comes to sword attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Girlfriend attacks him because with a samurai sword because he was playing too many video games. And also he was probably cheating on her, it looks like, too. But 
Did you? I told you this story too, right? About how Drake went on Twitch last night, mm. which you had to really explain to me. I didn't even hardly know about this thing, Twitch, where you just watch other people play video games. Yeah, it's like a game streaming service. Yeah. Right. And so Drake last night was playing the game Fortnite. Okay. Never played it. Looks fun, I guess. Um, and they broke the record for the most viewers watching a single player stream. Uh, it was uh, 600,000 people watching this thing at once. <laughs> Man, I don't I don't understand the the um I don't know, the trend with watching people play video games. I mean, it's one thing playing video games, like that's cool doing that for a few hours. It's like, okay, maybe yeah. you find something else to do. Yeah. But watching people play video games, I never got into. Yeah, no. I Remember when we were kids and if you were Luigi and you had to wait till Mario died? Watching that was a terrible nightmare. That's true. Right? That was the worst time in your life. I was like, just you itched and itched until finally Mario died and you could have a turn. It would be that, but for hours and hours? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's how it got its name, Twitch. People are just twitching until it's their turn. I don't know. (laughs) There's been some controversy over the decision to move five capital region municipality fire dispatch service over to Surrey. I know. I can see why. This is a terrible idea. I can barely get Surrey to open the Maps app up for me on my phone. Um, Paul, I think they mean Surrey. I mean, I'm just like, I'm like, hey, Surrey, can you do this? Hey, Surrey, play me a song. Paul. I can't even do that. How is I supposed to get a fire truck on the road? Oh, Paul. Paul, we're talking about Surrey. I'm like, hey, city. Surrey, on my Apple TV. I'm like, hey, play me a Star Trek movie. It's like barely ever knows what I'm talking about. Paul, Paul, they're talking about Surrey. The I'm, place. I'm like, hey, Surrey, turn the flashlight on my phone. It does like never Paul. knows. Paul, it never Paul, knows. Surrey, the city uh, in, on the mainland. Oh, yeah, they've got a great wave pool. You were telling me about the uh, world happiness list that came out earlier today? That's right. I don't need to know the exact uh, numbers or the uh, rankings in order or anything like that. But who did you say was number one? Do you remember? Well, I know that we're number seven. We're number seven. We are number seven. Which is pretty good. Do you agree with that? Out of all the countries in the world? Yeah, top ten. Yeah. I feel like... um, you, okay, I would actually love, I, you know, I, I, more and more I always want to just travel and travel, right? And this is what I should do to look at where I should go in mm-hmm. the world. You know, not just like look at who's got beaches and who's got nice little bungalows, who's got the prettiest blue water. I should look at like what are these countries that are really doing it right culturally to the place where they're on these happiness lists always above Canada. I should go there, breathe in and soak in some of that culture. Yeah. What are they doing? You know, if I looked around and I was like, oh. Nobody's staring at Facebook all day long. Maybe there's something to that. Do you know what I mean? If there's a lot of like, oh, they all go for hikes every morning. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? And then learn from that. Yeah. So number one. Actually, you know what? I'll go from above Canada. Number six. Yeah. You should go to the Netherlands. That's what I hear. Number five, Switzerland. Okay. Number four, Iceland. Number three, Denmark. Number two, Norway. And can you guess what number one is? It's going to be another one of those countries. Yeah, they all kind of go into this happiness country, right? Right. <laughs> Finland? You're right. Yeah, Finland. Wow. Yeah. And then Canada, number seven. New so, Zealand is right after us. And uh, I know one uh, people want to know about the United States, where they're down at 18. That's not really surprising to me. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Wow, we beat New Zealand, even though they have all those hobbit houses. <laughs> wow. Must be doing really something right here, Canada. <laughs> 
so it's nice enough finally mm-hmm. that we went to our Bizzle for Winters. Okay, it, can you um, sorry say what that actually is? Red Marn for sandwiches. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Our Bizzle Winters. So uh, because we like to eat outside there, and it's finally nice enough now that we could do that. So we went to him, and it was great, and everything. And Winters were unreal, and blah blah. But. Uh, no turkey. Oh, no. They were out of turkey. We all had to get chicken. We all loved the turkey. I go half and half, turkey and bacon. But today it was like, no, sorry. Usually they get like four different kinds. So now we're concerned that there's a turkey shortage. Mm, okay. Well, this is interesting. You know, maybe we need to find an alternative meat instead of turkey. Mm. Okay. Um, back in the day, people used to eat pigeon. And apparently pigeon meat, it's called squab, and it's making a comeback. And I'm not talking like pigeon that you would like... See, you know, around the Victoria, just pooping on sidewalks, mm-hmm. like farmed pigeon. Mm-hmm. So this could be something that's making, you know, a comeback. Well, it is definitely making a comeback in the States in, um, in the French States. and Chinese restaurants. Actually, it's coming back. Yeah. So maybe this is something we're going to see. Maybe people will be eating pigeon I, in the next <sighs> few years. When I asked you, like, what's it called? And you said squab. I was like, that's worse. <laughs> that's a worse name. Like, I, it's gross to order pigeon meat, but to taste squab it sounds even worse. I want to try it, though. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it tastes like dark chicken meat, mm. which I don't know. <sighs> I love dark chicken meat, so. Yeah, usually I do, too. But sometimes you get a little bit of dark chicken meat, and if it's not cooked quite well enough, it feels like you're eating a disgusting pigeon. Ooh. And that just turns me right off. I don't know. Look, it, I won't try anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if there's a place in town you can get it. Yeah, does anyone know of where you can get some pigeon meat? Please let us know because I would, I just like, I want to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it is a new good alternative. I don't know. So Richard knows that uh, Slater's Meats in Oak Bay can order in squab pigeon meat for us. That's good to know. Give them about a week. They don't usually carry it normally, but they'll do it for you. So do we want to do this even because, well, then we have to prepare it though. And how are, I neither feel, of us are great cooks, I don't feel. No. I feel like if you just like put butter on it, you know? <laughs> that's like the that's like the rules. Like butter, garlic, and you put it in a pan, right? Is that how you would do it? That's how I you don't know. cook up chicken? That's how I cook anything. What that's about all barbecue? I know. There you go. We can barbecue it. Yeah? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll order some pigeon meat. <laughs> it's a pigeon good. party. <laughs> Slater's meat, John speaking. Hey there, John. Uh, we're hoping that we could do an order for some squab. Yeah, I might be able to get some in. How many are you looking for? I don't know. It's just the two of us. Yeah. So for like one meal, what do you reckon? One meal, uh, probably, uh, they're not very big, right? Mm-hmm. So right. I'd mm-hmm. probably say four just to be safe. Oh, really? Okay, sure. Jeff, my guy, he'll order those uh, hopefully sometime as early as tomorrow, and then I'll give you a call when we get those in. That's sweet. sweet. Yeah, Have that's you tried cool. it? I've never tried squab, no. No? I've never had the luxury. I'm not much of a cook myself, and I haven't really seen anything out out on the town that serves it, so. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea how to go about cooking it. Oh, I but would I, I go online, and you're going to find, you know, a dozen different ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, kind of pick the one that you think is going to best suited for your, your taste. Right. I'm feeling like rosemary, kind of like a turkey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of keep it poultry style, you know, salt, pepper. Garlic, you know, you could probably do a little uh, onion on the side or put it on a bed of potatoes, that kind of thing, too. Do yeah. you get a lot of orders for squab? Uh, probably once a month. Once a month, really? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to pick up. Yeah, I've been reading a bunch of things online saying that, like, squab is going to be the new chicken. Perfect. Well, I actually, I would love to carry more squab, so I <laughs> might have to start keeping some in our freezer for people that are picking up on the popularity, like you saw. Yeah. yeah 
All, All right, right, cool. Well, well cool, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, I yeah. will. Uh, um, yeah, I'll talk to Jeff tomorrow and hopefully talk to you very, very soon. All right, sounds Sweet, good. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Bye. 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 Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the afternoon zone. Oh, God. You know, we get pulled into meetings all the time, and we're just, and they're just like, hey, maybe um, think about what you say before you uh, yell it onto the radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, it often ends up biting us in the tuchus. This past week, we were talking about, you were saying something about how pigeon meat is going to be the new chicken or something. Well, yeah, how it's making a comeback. And because we're, I don't know, fun and spontaneous, or maybe it's desperate and stupid. Mm-hmm. We just, that ball started rolling and we just rolled with it. We just snowballed hard. Someone's like, hey, Slater's meats are ordered in for you. So we call Slater's, hey, how much? Yeah, put us down for some squabs. They're like, how much do you want? We're like, I don't know, four of them? Who knows? Whatever, just whatever. So we just got a call back today. Squabs in. Mm-hmm. Like 25 bucks a pop. And we ordered four of them. We just spent $100 <laughs> on pigeon meat. It better be good. Because it's not that common, it turns out. You know, you have to order it in from a special pigeon farm. Yes. So. From somewhere overseas, I would imagine. I don't think they're going out and catching, like, garbage-eating pigeons down on the street. No, 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 no. It's going to be good for 25 bucks a pop, right? And then we're going to go to your house, I guess, and cook it, but neither of us are very good cooks. No. I need to start saving up for this squab. When are we going to learn to stop... Yapping and like, it always bites us. We always have to put our money where our stupid mouths are. And now we're going to be eating pigeon meat for $100. And I have a feeling too, like you and I are going to maybe eat like half of one each and be like, I'm full. Okay, I got it. If I'm full, I know what it tastes like now. Then everyone here at the office will get it for free. Yeah, what are we going to bring it in and start sharing around? Hey, who wants some pigeon meat? $5 a bite. Should we sell it? Maybe. That's an idea. We picked up our squab. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And it was funny when we went in there, Jeff is telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, um, we think that maybe one of the things that might be a little bit of a barrier to entry to for people to get into squab is that it's a little pricey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, these things are tiny. They're no bigger than maybe like my fist at 25 bucks a pop for one of these birds. <laughs> we spent $50. On two tiny birds Yeah. that may or may not taste like garbage. Mm-hmm. Like literal garbage birds. So anyways, we got them in the freezer. We're going to uh, figure it out how we're going to cook them or whatever. Um, remember, we were wondering where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Jeff told me these pigeons come from a farm in the interior of BC. Interior of BC. Okay, cool. That's where you get them in Canada. There's a place in Quebec that does them. There's a place in the interior that does them. Lucky us. So close. Um, young man on his own phone right now, Scott, who also has a connection to pigeon, but not for eating them. No. I don't remember where I got the idea, probably from an adult swim cartoon or something that uh, has since faded into obscurity, but uh, pigeons, uh, we, don't, we don't call them pigeons in our house. Uh, we call them space chickens. And since my kids were babies, they're seven and four now yes. and i think my oldest is kind of figuring out that they might be called pigeons he's probably heard them called that elsewhere <laughs> yes. but my youngest is still convinced that they're basically an invasive species and you know if people would just stop feeding them downtown they'd go back to space so <laughs> <laughs> so when we're downtown she's always screaming at the, at the pigeons go home space chickens go home space chickens <laughs> pretty good so good. You actually it's worth it me... lying to your kids sometimes, you know? It's just, it's just the entertainment value. Uh, you it's, actually it's make tough. me want to be a parent. Me too. Yeah, same. same. Yeah. I, I get that a lot. Man. Yeah. 
That is so funny. I can't wait to run into you guys downtown just screaming at pigeons. <laughs> It'll be the little blonde, curly-haired one screaming at the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be the only one doing yeah. that, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, well. So I, jo- I join in because, you know, I got this commitment to the bit, right? Of I want to make yeah, sure that's that... Right. Uh, they don't get any clue that I've been lying to them, so... No, you have yeah. to commit. That's very important. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's so good. It's so funny. Oh, well, thank you for sharing this story, Scott. This made our day. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, just make sure you let us know uh, if those things taste like space at all. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll let you know, yeah. That's, our next step is wrangling a chef to cook them right for us, but we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck. Good luck with that. It's going to be fun. Thanks, thank Scott. You. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the afternoon zone. Fatso peanut butter. Have you seen this around town? Yeah. I think it's locally made. Mm-hmm. It's got like coconut oil and that MCT oil that I love that you're always making fun of me about. <laughs> and it's delicious. Mm. It's peanut buttery, but it's also coconutty. I put I just ate it with celery last night. I'm quite a gourmand at home. But speaking of foodstuffs. Yeah, I did want to bring up this story. Um, apparently in, in 2010, scientists discovered that platypus milk contains a superbug fighting protein. Oh. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe the next thing that humans drink, instead of cow's milk, it's going to be platypus milk. And I was wondering if anyone here in Victoria knows where I can okay, get stop, some stop, platypus stop, stop, milk. Stop, 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 stop right no. now. Okay, we already got... No, 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 no. What? Okay, I also would love to try platypus milk. I'd love to suck it right out of the platypus. They're adorable. <laughs> And I want to try it like that. Right. But stop. We have to stop with this. We're already getting pigeon meat. Okay? We're already oh, no. on the hook $100 for four squab pigeons. And we don't know how we're going to cook them. Today in a meeting, we were talking and you said you were going to throw it in a microwave. I mean, I get carried away because someone says squab is the new chicken. So I talk about it on the radio. Next thing you know, we're buying $25 squabs. Now we're going to be looking for platypi to drink out of? We will be eating like kings. We need to stop this. Okay. We probably need to like, find a chef as well to help us with our platypuses. Or no, sorry, our squads. <laughs> we're not eating platypuses. I forgot what we're eating. Even. We find ourselves in a bit of a conundrum, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. And um, I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of... Never was a big whoop to me. I always felt like even, you know, as I was growing up, it was like, oh, okay, where are we going to go? To Blarney Stone, I guess? Or, you know, in Vancouver, right? Oh, it's busy. Oh, lineup would be too long. Oh, forget it. Everyone, it's all these tourist drunks. Everyone who just goes out and never usually drinks is all now just getting super hammed up and barfing all over every place. Right. And I, was, I don't really care for Celtic music. So what am I doing out here for? Right. I, I never liked it. Yeah. No, I'm from an Irish family. My last name is actually Cooney, not Wes. That's my middle name. Um, Cooney is very Irish. And that side of the family, we would, you know, all come together and have a big family party at one of our houses growing up. And it was really fun to get the family together. That's nice. Um, And everyone would dress in green. And I loved dressing up with my dad and the costumes and everything. It was really fun. Um, But now as an adult, all I see St. Patrick's Day as is just the day to avoid going out to the bars because it's the most obnoxious night ever. Everyone is going out with the decision to drink and get drunk, right? It's not like, oh, we've got like an activity going on. It's like, no, everyone's going out to get drunk. Yeah, You have to deal with all that. Um, So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it as an adult. As a kid, I loved it. 
I loved it at school, dressing yeah. up in green. I thought that was great. Yeah. But as an adult, yeah, I like to stay in. And we like, it's not like we're not fun. We like to party, both of us. Oh, yeah. So this is what we want to say today. Look it. I'm not here to tell you that St. Patrick's Day is bad, or quite the opposite. We would like to know why St. Patrick's Day is good. Why do you like it? Why do you celebrate it? What is what Please is it? What's in it for you? Convince us. Yeah. It's like very similar. I have nothing. I don't know anything about this college basketball nonsense going on. <laughs> but, you know, if when uh, people here are like, hey, do you want to gamble on it with us? I'm like, yes. And now, because I got money riding on it, I'm into March Madness. There you go. I'm looking at brackets. I care about brackets. I'm saying brackets. <laughs> so similarly, I want to get into things. I don't want to just curmudgeon about it. Mm -hmm. You convince us what is good. Why is St. Patrick's Day good? The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. It's really hard for me to tell you guys why... St. Patrick's Day is rad because it kind of sucks. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, it, I call it. I wish New Year's. Uh -huh. Get it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, I wish I was Irish. Oh, it's the worst. I used to play in bands, and the only good thing about it is if for some weird reason you learned a bunch of Irish tunes or you play the fiddle, mm -hmm. it's like the one day of the year that you can make real money. Yes, oh, this is what I hear. Totally. Yeah, but other than that, forget it. It sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is uh, another good perspective. Thank you All very right. much. I yeah. mean, did not convince us that it was good, but... Uh, well, yeah. you know, I mean, if you, if you know a few jigs and reels, man, you can make a couple clams out there on the sidewalk there yeah go. That's, a, that's a positive and then you have to worry about drunks knocking your mic stand over requesting, oh, the same requesting songs thing. that you never ever wanted to even hear let alone yes. learn yeah yeah exactly i'm the Africa. cool it okay today on the afternoon zone reports are saying that complaints about banks are going through the roof that's why i always say everyone who keeps their money in a bank's a stupid idiot and i keep my money and gold doubloons that I put in chests and bury on beaches and nobody knows where they are. I put two little twigs. X marks the spot. That's a good way to keep your money, Paul. For me, I just go with the classic piggy banks. You walk in on my house, there's piggy banks everywhere because mm -hmm. I have so much money from that. Mm -hmm. And boy, is it ever fun to smash with a hammer. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. B.C. Green Party leader Andrew Weaver is making another attempt to lower the voting age in the province to 16. This is the third time Weaver has introduced a private member's bill that would make the change, saying young people are the leaders of tomorrow and deserve a say in the direction the province is heading. I heard him chatting about this, and his whole thing was that, you know, at the end of high school, grade 11 and 12, you get, I don't know, it's like a civics class or something. Mm -hmm. You're super engaged in the process, whereas, you know, at 18, you're kind of, you're moved out. Maybe your voting card goes to your folks' place. You don't get it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like life kind of happens in a way. But if you get hooked on the sweet thrill of participating in a democracy yeah. when you're a kid and you're like, you're like, that's what's going on for you, that hopefully you will carry that into your adulthood even when life does get busier later on. Well, I remember in high school, too, we had a politics like mock election, which mm. was really cool to be a part of. And a lot of it, too, you're thinking about the university that you're going to and, and how, you know, the province funds that sort of thing as well and, and mm -hmm. getting grants and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you are affected by by uh, the decisions of 
province in uh, right? yeah, politics in general. Yeah. And like a few short years away when you're 16, you know, you'll be really be feeling the effects of it. And certainly it's like, yeah, if you're engaged in it, if you're paying attention enough that you want to vote, then likely, you know, you uh, are concerned about the world and the direction that it's going. Why mm -hmm. not be able to take a part in that before it's too late kind of thing? Yeah. I don't see any problems with that. Yeah. And people around the world are paying tribute to Stephen Hawking after the celebrated physicist's death at the age of 76. Former President Bill Clinton says Hawking gave us profound insights into the nature of space and time and is a powerful example of overcoming adversity and making the most of life. I love when there's famous celebrity scientists in that way. And mm -hmm. he was that. He was such an interesting um, person and so smart and all that. And I wish... I wish that I could listen to him, um, you know, so talk about anything mm -hmm. for more than a minute without completely going away over my head. Like I was just watching a thing, like a video the other day of him and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he was explaining something that seemed simple enough, but then he was talking about how like time has like six dimensions, and I was like, uh, how does your brain even work? How does it do this? It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I love that we got him and... Uh, now it's that Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's, I guess, the big one. Mm -hmm. The federal government is spending more than $9.1 million to develop and test technologies that alert vessels to the presence of whales, lowering the risk of collisions. The government will also spend more than $3.1 million on four research projects to help protect endangered southern resident killer whales. You know what also would be nice with this, too, is the big thing that messes up the whales is when the ships are making too much noise. Oh. Then they can't echolocate and they can't like call each other and talk to each other because whales do that, right? Oh, cool. And that, that. Like, can really mess up their like migration or their hunting or things like that too. So it'd be nice if also within that, when they found out the whales are there, they're like, all right, let's kill the engines or go on quiet mode or I don't know, however that Yeah, works, use some of that money to figure that out as well. Good. Nice to see. beautiful, majestic creature that you can see around these waters in the orca. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, uh, maybe like uh, Paul Blastino jumping into the ocean. I've done it. I'm not as majestic. Not as majestic. Yeah. And, okay, you ready for that big announcement? Here we for go. The, the high-speed train to Portland? Let's hear it. Well, it's not the full amount announcement that we expected. Uh, uh, the provincial government says it will contribute $300,000 to an in-depth study with Washington State to look into an ultra-high-speed corridor service. Uh, so there's still many steps to go to make this a reality, according to John Horgan. Why do they get the podiums out of the closet for this? <laughs> I know. I was like, we're starting construction tomorrow. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, me too. I guess that's one step closer and that's good, but like, it's feasible. Just do it already. It's like please. the deposit for it almost, you know? It's like, okay, we'll put $300,000 down, do some research. It probably will happen, right? I would, I would so. hope. I know you got to like make sure it's feasible. You got to make sure it would work. Right. But why wouldn't it work? They're getting the hockey team down there and everything, of course. Every concert you could go to an hour away from Vancouver, right? Imagine on the island. Scoot over to Vancouver and then it's another hour straight by train down. Mm -hmm. And then go to Portland all the time, whenever you want. Oh, that'd be so great. It'd be so good. Yeah. Uh, 
Ottawa is offering $500 million to businesses, local governments, and advocacy groups for new ideas on how to cut Canada's carbon footprint. The government's low carbon economy challenge will dole out the money over the next four years to fund projects aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions while also saving energy and creating green jobs. I like this. So that's a little bit money where the mouth is thing, right? Everyone can do a lot of chatting about like, oh, we support green initiatives or whatever like this. And then you blast a bunch of pipelines through our backyards. Mm -hmm. All right, well, there, here we go. Putting some money now towards these green initiatives. That's what we're after. Yeah. That's, yeah, well, we all want the economy to be good, but can't we to have a good economy based on wind or sunshine <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, that uh, is good for the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is a sad story. A dog that was traveling with its owner on a recent United Airlines flight died during the trip when a flight attendant insisted it had to be put in the overhead compartment. United Airlines said that the incident should have never happened and that they assumed full responsibility and that they are investigating so it wouldn't happen again. This is so horrific. I, I, and it was all over Facebook yeah, as well. Yeah, it's been and everywhere. I think it was a French bulldog as well, which mm -hmm. kicked me right in the chest because I get this one. Gary, my dog is a Frenchie, mm -hmm. and uh, but it's a chest kick to every person who has ever seen a dog. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know how you ever make that right. Like as a company, that's good to take responsibility. But how do you ever make that right to that family that had to deal with their right? So apparently, they offered the family money as well, and the family was like, "I don't care about the money. I just want this to never happen to anyone ever again." Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. You take the money too, though. Mm, yeah, they should. Police say a 200-person party hosted by a 14-year-old girl has caused about $20,000 in damage to a rented house in West Vancouver. Ooh. How did that add up? What did they do to this house? Someone tried to have a jacuzzi in the bathtub. I don't know what went wrong there. But they didn't give all the details. Uh, but the teen had allegedly booked the home through an unauthorized use of the parents' <laughs> credit card. No and the homeowners say uh. they are not going to press charges, which oh, is wow. nice because the girl's family has agreed to cover the cost. Seriously? Yeah, I'm sure wow. she'll be paying her parents for the next few years. I hope so. That's mm -hmm. quite the bailout. Yeah, $20,000. Yeah. Oh, boy. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.